Well, hello, everybody. Welcome to the latest edition of Volley. I'm Carolyn April, and I'm hoping my buddy Seth is out there. I'm here. How are you doing? I'm doing well. How are you? Good. It's been a good week. One of those weeks where you actually make a list of things to do and uh, get them all done. So that felt kind of good. Wow. I would have to get a plaque and, and frame up my list if that actually happened. That's a rarity in in a year, but good for you. Very good. I actually had a good week too, so I can't complain. The country's had a weird week though, wouldn't you say? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, a weird weird couple weeks and I think, you know, yeah. the dust is settling a little bit. People kind of figuring out where we go from here and I, I think whichever side of the aisle you might be on, I think that it was surprising. Uh people weren't expecting it and I think that's one of the biggest things that's been something for people to come to grips with is is exactly, you know, how did this happen? You know, the polls were off. Uh, you know, what information are people getting? And that's kind of led to this whole thing, especially this past week, about fake news on on Facebook and Twitter and other social media sites. Yeah, I think um, you're absolutely right on the, sort of the shock and awe of this, regardless of your political leanings. Um, but I think everybody, including the winners, perhaps, were caught off guard. Uh, and, I mean, social media, I mean, it's just gone nuts. And, uh, I, you know, me, I'm not that, I'm not a big social media maven, but I do, you know, I do go on Facebook and, and I'm on some other sites. And, frankly, it's it's between <laughs> friends breaking up with friends and family fighting and now all the fake news out there. It's been, it's been crazy. And I was reading... I was just the other day because you brought up the fake news thing, and I think that's a good thing to talk about because it's 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 kind of disturbing if you think you can have an influential impact. You know, with some people saying that it could have impacted the election because it was so tight in terms of the popular vote in particular. But um, I was reading that Pew did a study a few months back uh, that said you know like two thirds of the country adults and adult Americans say that they get primary their primary news source is Facebook. Mm-hmm astonishes me you know and so it's not just them kvetching with their friends but they're literally like whatever news is being shared on the social on social media is taken as you know the news of the day by by 62 or 63 percent of americans which if it's fake and you're believing it can be kind of a problem yeah i uh i wrote a little bit about this on medium this week talking about what what is our responsibility if that's the way we're getting our news or or if we're going to interact with social media or digital tools or whatever what do we have to do and there was a a study that uh, was put out i read about it on a nielsen site it wasn't nielsen that did the study but uh looking at sort of general computer capabilities uh among 33 different well-developed countries and very small percentages could perform uh, complex computer tasks or even medium complexity computer tasks. So you, you take that into this world of social media where news is showing up on the feed and the algorithms are determining a lot of that and people just don't understand how that's happening. And I think we make a joke and, and I think everyone kind of understands that it's a joke that I saw it on the internet so it's true but people don't exactly know how to vet this stuff. And, and they assume that Facebook being a huge organization is running itself in the way that maybe the New York Times does. And it's just not the case. And I think you could argue about whether it should or should not be the case. Zuckerberg has repeatedly stated that he doesn't think he's a media company. Uh, and maybe they are, maybe they aren't. But the, the point is that they're not operating the same. And so if you're looking at this stuff coming across 
and you're taking it at face value, that might be kind of a dangerous proposition. Yeah, I mean, I, I, see, I see Zuckerberg's point in that. I think the idea originally of social media like this was not to be in the news business. Unfortunately, as things have developed, he is and they are in the news business. And they may not be the uh, generating the news in terms of creating it, and they may not be writing the stories, but they're propagating them. And the people that are using the platform are propagating them. And and I, I'm you know I, I hate to say it, I know that he would probably like and Facebook would like to stay as un you know as unbiased and neutral as possible, um, and not to appear as though they're leaning conservatively or leaning liberally if they start to vet the news. But the pro you know I think that something has to be done. I read somewhere I can't remember exactly where that maybe the answer isn't that they block or ban uh, news sites uh, news stories that they deem fake. But they have some sort of other marker that they share. And one, I thought one interesting solution was that, you know how they, um, when you share a link, like say I'm sharing a New York Times story with you and I paste it into, you know, I am to Skype to send to you. And then th that card pops up, I guess they call it a card, where basically you're seeing an image of, of the news story with the headline as though you were reading the New York Times. And... It's pretty. It's impressive. You feel like okay, this is you know, this is an official news story that's being sent to me. It's not just the link. Um, and this one of the solutions that I was reading about to deal with fake news is not to do that with a, with a fake news link or to do some sort of smaller representation in an image. And so it's you're giving it sort of a, a series of grades, whether it's a you know a legitimate news story or you can read this. We're not banning it from Facebook. We'll just let you know that. Um, it's 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 either it either is fake or it potentially could be. Yeah. So I think there's got to be some sort of set some set of standards checks and you know checks and balances here because we could you know if when it comes down to something as important as an election if it really can sway it then you know I I'm afraid that just being a, we're just a technology company we don't do news if you you know if it looks like a duck you know that's saying it, it's a duck. Right. Right. And and. The that solution uh, of of treating the links you know differently somehow I think gets to this issue of how would you communicate that to all the people that are that are looking at this site. I think a lot of people view Facebook, Twitter, a lot of social media, a lot of the digital tools that we have. Period as bringing them much more information than they previously had, and I think that they believe that because they've got more information, that they are better informed. But they're not necessarily sifting through that information in the way that they should. And that could be true with fake news. It could be true with real news that comes with a slant. Uh, there's also been a lot written, not even just in the past week, but over the past year or two about social media creating these echo chambers. Uh, and, and the point of Facebook is to keep its users engaged. So it's going to do something differently to keep them engaged and try to keep them happy than a purely neutral site might be where it's going to try to present uh, dissenting opinions, right? So if all of this information is coming at us and if we want to consume more of it than before, then there's probably a little added responsibility now that we don't have a single source that is taking the responsibility on itself to try to present a, a balanced viewpoint. And so we have to do a little bit more of the sifting. We have to be a little more willing to question sources and dig it, dig into it, and try to look up the other side, even uh, which again technology makes possible, um, but we just have to break out of the echo chamber a little bit. Yeah, and you know, unfortunately, um, 
you know, Facebook can create its own echo chamber in that you as a reader and a participant are able to block all the dissenting opinions out there if you don't want to hear them anymore. So then you really create your own echo chamber where you're just talking to people that are just like yourself and you're reading the news that those that population shares among itself and you're not getting any dissenting viewpoints. So I think there's some danger there as well in having that. But, you know, it's, it's a complex issue. It, I really don't know, you know, going forward, I think it's going to be one of these things where uh, there's going to have to be some set of standards created and um, the idea of social media sort of as the Wild West, you know, bucks up against a set of rules and figuring out who's going to actually um, who's going to actually come up with those standards is going to be interesting. Yeah. And it's one thing if you've got the onion and everybody knows these satirical websites are quite, quite clearly fake and funny. But then, you know, the others I can read stories and, you know, honestly, I've, I'm, I've got a pretty discerning, you know, uh, some discerning insights when it comes to news. And some truly, you know, pulled the wool over my eyes. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I saw a video this week that was kind of funny. You're, you're looking at it. You know, the, the point is kind of to, to make fun of this one person in the video. But then, like, something about it kind of stuck in my head, and I thought, this doesn't quite look right. Went and found, like, the original speech that the video came from, and came to find out that the video was edited, like, very cleverly, and, and it seemed like, at this one point in the video, you know, somebody was making a joke about something that got said, but those two points in the actual speech were kind of far apart. Yeah. Um, we, we shouldn't be too surprised by that. Uh, I, I think a lot of people would say hey, I believe that these things can be manipulated uh, in, in some way, digital manipulation or, or clever editing. Well, the fashion um, industry has been doing that for years. And women's fashion magazines, I mean, Photoshopping, everybody, um, now you don't trust any any model or any image that you're looking at in a magazine. You know it's been manipulated in some way. Right, right. And, and I, I think you have to bring that forward in your mind a little bit more and, and say, this is making me laugh. This is lining up with my viewpoint. But is it really true? What's what's the other side of the story here? So I, I think there's some responsibility there that goes along with being kind of a, a digital citizen in this new economy and new society that we have. Yeah, I wonder when we're going to start to apply things like libel law to social media. Mm. Um, it would be interesting, too. I mean, if you publish something that's erroneous in The New York Times you'll have to publish a correction, typically, if you're a responsible journalist outlet. Or if you publish something that's slanderous um, or libelous, then, you know, then you're open to, um, to a lawsuit um, by that party. And so what sort of legal ramifications does, you know, does a social media platform have for publishing um, something that is libelous? Um, and that, that's a whole other issue that I think that the, uh, that the Zuckerbergs of the world really need to think about. Well, and not just the Zuckerbergs of the world, but all the people too, right? I mean, I think people, the users, the people that are posting this, they would say that the great thing about this is that I can publish my own thoughts now. Okay, but you know, to your point, there are structures around publishing so that people can't always just say, you know, exactly what's what they're thinking, uh, and they they have to have you know some balance and they have to source it correctly and whatever. So, okay, if everyone is their own publisher these days, then what does that mean? And, and where can we draw lines around liability? Yeah, I think there'll be a whole legal field that's going to open up around, uh, around uh, who's, who's liable, who's responsible, what are the laws, what are the rules of the road. But you're right, everybody's a writer these days, and it's easy as anything to publish your own stuff. 
but what's what's dangerous about the social media aspects of this is, well, people have been able to put up their own little websites for years and years now and publish whatever they wanted. But, you know, three people, their their relatives and a couple of their friends would go to that website to read the stuff. But now in the social media world, one click to, you know, one posting onto Facebook, and then the thing gets shared eight million times. And it's just, you know, exponentially all over the place. And that's, I think, the danger. Um, it was a, it was a lot to say. I'm sure these fake news sites existed all, you know, all along, but they were in a much more closeted space. Yeah. And that's the power of social media. They're all over. You know, one little story. You know, the Pope endorses Donald Trump, and you know, everyone on the planet knows now that the Pope endorsed Donald Trump. Well, the Pope didn't endorse <laughs> Donald Trump. So, you know, it's, uh, it's amazing the power of social media, um, for good and for bad. Right. And, and the interesting thing is with all that power. I'm not sure that it actually is able to be a place where we can have serious dialogue. I'm on Twitter more than you are. You're on Facebook more than I am. Twitter especially, uh, it's become really clear to me in the past couple weeks, it's a tough place to have a dialogue and and to bring out any nuance. Um, And so people are putting sound bites out there. And I think they do the same on Facebook. They're able to qualify it a little bit more maybe, but I think still... They put out these sound bites, and then they get attacked with a sound bite. And another big thing coming out of the election is that we probably don't all understand each other nearly as well as we might like to believe. And there's probably a lot of contempt uh, going between different bubbles and different pockets of people. And so if we want to break through that understanding and if we want to get a little bit better knowledge of what people in the Midwest are feeling or what people on the coast are feeling or what people in certain economic conditions are feeling, we probably have to have different venues for that dialogue rather than social media. Yeah, I agree. I mean, on Facebook, it does get the discourse gets a little lengthier than the soundbite. But it just goes back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. And at some point, it, it, you're not getting to some sort of understanding or feeling like it's a conversation. I feel like it's just a shouting match back and forth. And there's got to be a better way to facilitate this kind of discourse. Uh, you know, I, I'm not really a big Twitter user, but, you know, when I, you know, what I know of it, I mean, is it seems like it's just a, a one, you know, a, a one directional kind of outlet for somebody to say this and then that's that and it's not a dialogue back and forth to your point hopefully our new president won't use that as his only means of communication but (laughs) state of the union in 140 characters (laughs) exactly well it might be less boring to sit through for an hour plus but um but you know it's uh i think this is a topic we can revisit we'll be talking about this for you know going into next year as the as the new administration kicks off but i think people are learning a lot about their friends and neighbors more than they had prior and uh, learning things that they didn't know at all before yeah and and hopefully over the long term that learning uh, turns into a positive thing instead of uh, learning and being even more disgusted than we already were. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's we haven't looked at social specifically in our research for a while, but uh, it might be a good opportunity to try to poke at it a little bit, even if we don't, you know, dive in completely next year. So yeah, no, I think it would be interesting to do a study around sort of the legal ramifications and responsibilities of social media. Uh, I think that's something we could dive into and. Um, and, you know, maybe that's a topic we do visit in a structural way with research next year. Yeah. Yeah. We will see. Uh, so yeah. I think that'll do it for this time. Um, hope you have a very nice Thanksgiving. 
You too. Yeah, I'm looking forward to a little downtime and some fun with family and friends. Should be good. I'm not traveling, which is always nice for Thanksgiving. And my daughter's coming home from college, so all good. You're not traveling either, right? You sticking nope. around? Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm sticking around. We we'll we'll pretty much be here through the holidays. We've got a few guests coming uh, next week and the week after, but otherwise we're staying here. So yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Also, a uh, little chance to catch our breath before we wrap up the year absolutely all righty my friend well you have a great weekend great thanksgiving and we will catch up in a couple weeks all right talk to you then bye, bye.